Welcome to Episode Party, the podcast where we talk about our favourite podcasts. I'm Jack Tudor. I'm Freddie Harrison. And our guest this week is Mike Hurley, who's a podcaster and co-founder of a, an independent podcast network called Really FM. Mike, welcome. Hi guys, how you doing? All We're good. doing good. Great to have you. So, we've all come here with a podcast recommendation as always. We've shared them with each other. And now we're convening to have a chat about them. Freddie, do you want to kick us off with your podcast and tell us a bit about it? Sure, yeah. I mean, um, I think, uh, as is kind of tradition for episode party, <laughs> I seem to have chosen a particularly different podcast to everyone else, which is, which is always fun. So this podcast is Beginner. And it charts the journey of a 24-year-old uh, Pakistani woman called Misha, who um, she lives in America now. And, and she, she moved from Pakistan to America when she was, uh, was younger and spent part of her childhood in Pakistan, part of her childhood in America. And um, the podcast is effectively about her delayed assimilation. She, she grew up kind of um, shying away from getting used to things that, that happen in kind of American culture. Um, because she was kind of scared to admit that she didn't know things, and now as a as a as a, as a young woman, she's she's uh, she's learning things like riding bikes and things like that that um, she she either knew or didn't know and you know or forgot. And I guess what I I love about it is that it's just a really nice story. And I think to to me that's what I love about podcasts is that anyone can tell their story and there's a, a relatively low barrier to entry. And that and that means that there's these kind of like brilliantly diverse topics and discussions and voices and all the rest of it. And um, I I, th- I think it's just a really nice a nice story in a, in a way. And it, it's one that I you know personally have no experience of or understanding of so I'm, I'm kind of learning about someone's experience of moving to a different country as a child and how that affects them growing up as each episode unfolds so the the, the episode in particular that I chose was was the first one um Misha comes to America which is partly about her learning to ride a bike or that's where we start but it kind of sets the scene for the rest of the podcast and um and I think it's just it's it's really beautifully done and and it, and um you know I've, I've listened to a few other after this now and I, th- I think it's I think it's great and I think it's uh, just a wonderful use of the medium I guess um, Jack what, what did you think um, I loved it I, do you know what was really surprising to me and I hope this doesn't sound condescending it's just such a beautifully produced podcast that I was kind of hanging on on the end and waiting to hear that little radiotopia sting or you know brought to you by because it's really exquisitely done. The music is amazing. The production is incredible. Like her uh, telling of the story, I think, is just so compelling. I mean, I know she is, she's got plenty, like tons of experience. Uh, she's been with WNYC and, um, you know, has done various podcasty bits before. But I, I just thought this was just, I, I listened to two episodes so far and I just, I'm loving the way that the story is unfolding. Um, what I really, really love about it is the fact that she's got this premise, which is great. You know, she's going 
basically back and doing the things that she missed out on in childhood because she was too scared to say, I don't know how to do that because she came from a, a different culture or maybe where these things weren't ingrained in, in growing up. But her motives for for doing so, for going back and doing these things, I mean, don't seem clear to me. And I, I don't think as well seem entirely clear to her because um, as she's going through and doing these activities she's always raising the question of like why she's doing it and there's a point where she says you know oh, am I trying to impress my parents or um, I mean there's a moment where they're like on the bicycle one where she's with her boyfriend Sammy who in these early stages seems like a an awesome bloke um, but he's like they're talking and she's saying oh aren't you going to come on this bike ride with me and he's like no no I, you know I, you shouldn't be doing this for a shared experience you should be doing it for yourself which again seems to highlight something that she's trying to suss out in her own mind like who who is she doing this for why is she going through this this journey and i think the fact that something can come through with a premise which is so um uncertain but so clear in how it's structured you know each episode lays out an activity that she's going to try and these activities as well are so basic like riding a bike learning to sing but the way she talks about them is so nuanced. And as you say, Freddie, like, it's something that I don't have um, really any understanding of firsthand. And it's just so nice to hear such a nuanced account of this kind of experience, which is, which is great. And I, I love it. I'm going to stick with it. I don't know why I didn't listen to it when it first came out. That was done with me. Like I heard the trailer and went, that's great. And then it kind of s- sunk into the, the mire of just too many podcasts being subscribed to. And, oh, you know, you know how it gets. But, um, Mike, I'd love to know what you thought of it. Okay. So I feel like I need to preface this, my points by saying that I do not like these types of podcasts. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Lay it all out. <laughs> okay. I I don't like the NPR style mixed environment type shows. So like where there's a narrator who talks like this and music is under cup of everything and then there's random recording things so sometimes you're recording from a phone sometimes you're recording from a microphone sometimes you're recording from a portable recorder in a deli somewhere like i i don't like it um Mm -hmm. i feel like that there have been shows like that that have worked and then there are too many shows that try to repeat it mostly unnecessarily um Mm -hmm. and i did feel like this show was nicely produced but was trying too hard in in quite a few places like recording a phone on loudspeaker um i don't really know why that's something that's necessary to do i feel like at points there were like how many different types of things can i fit into this 15 minute episode like i felt like there was a lot of that going on the conceit of the show is really interesting and i can see that if you are someone like you two guys that clearly are more uh welcome to this type of show you can enjoy it. I think it might be partly because I'm... I, I try my best to make my shows sound pristine, like as clean as they can be. So, like, mm. the idea of there being somebody recorded from a telephone call, it just breaks, like, my <laughs> my enjoyment of listening. Like, uh, this is nothing against this person's ability. It's just my own personal tastes. And my own personal tastes tend to be mostly in the opposite of this type of show. Yeah. So... I, I can see like the idea I think is re- a really good idea like but I felt like there were points where it was it was maybe a little bit too melodramatic for my tastes or just the general production of the show just isn't my type of 
it isn't my cup of tea, really. I feel like I'm just like raining on everyone's parade here, but <laughs> this uh, honestly, we like, might as well get it out of the way. Yeah, and also this podcast is so often just a bunch of celebrative yes people, and it's like yay, yay, yay. And you know, I like a bit of collision. I think you know a bit mm-hmm. of fire. I think that's great. I think what's interesting as well is that obviously you're a a man on the inside of this process, and I imagine a lot of these things are so transparent to you uh, in terms of techniques which are so prevalent. Yeah, there were, there's a lot of it where I'm listening and I'm like, did that really happen? Like, <laughs> just my understanding of the way that just audio is recorded is like this, you were very lucky to get this moment here for the first time recorded on your portable recorder with nobody making reference to the fact that there is a portable recorder. You know, it's just like stuff like that where I'm like, mm, what's going on here? Because I can only imagine that she's showing up at her boyfriend's door holding a Zoom recorder and headphones on. And he's like, hey, how you doing? Like, as, you know, as if it's, uh, this is a regular daily occurrence. Yeah. It's yeah. like uh, you imagine actually what happens is she goes and says, hi, hi. So what I'm going to do is just shut this door. I'm going to come in again. And we and yeah. Yeah. Which... Um, I, I imagine if you're there, it would seem so weird. But it, there's no other way to do it, right? Like, so, you know, I, I'm not criticizing the, the thing. It's just like, I can, I feel like I can see all of this stuff happening and, and it may, and I just struggle to enjoy it because of that. And it's not, again, it's nothing on the show itself. It's just my own kind of tastes, which I think are in a lot of places affected by the fact that I produce shows for a living myself, you know? No, I, I think I think Mike, this is great to hear in, in a sense because uh, we we don't often get like as Jack says a, a professional on the show, um, so it's, it's it's nice to hear it's nice to hear it from uh, your perspective, um, which is which is really cool. I was going to say you mentioned there were some that have worked. What ones for you have hit the nail on the head? Serial season one, mm. um, because the story was so compelling that I was willing to look past some of it. Plus, it was, you know, Serial was produced by a large team of people, so they can really polish it, you know, to mm. make it sound as, as good as they can, but, you know, irrespective of what is actually being put to, to tape. And some of the Gimlet shows, um, like the first season of Startup, did a good job of this as well, where it's like the storytelling is, is really great to the point where some of it can be hidden. Um, But I will say for myself personally, I got tired of both of those shows after the first seasons. Like, they're Mm. just... The original stories kept me listening, but subsequent stories I didn't find as interesting. So... I really think that, you know, it has to be, for me, something that's really, really grabbing my attention for me to want to listen to a, to, to a show like this. Hmm. That's really interesting. I, I, I know exactly how you feel about Startup. I think that the first season especially was very compelling. And then mm-hmm. uh, I think trying to repeat that, um, uh, it was different. And I think one of the things that made it so compelling was that it was a first person perspective whereas seasons after that when they were looking into the lives of other founders who were trying to start their companies you know naturally that's going to make the whole thing a lot more polished and uh, mm-hmm. in some ways less interesting because there's no better person to tell a story than you know when you're telling your own story and I think when someone's effectively editorializing or telling a story on your behalf y- y- that person can never make it as interesting as skilled or as brilliant as they as they are hmm. yeah i think as well startup season one was almost invincible in the fact that the whole premise was transparency and so there were a lot of bits where they talked about the recorder um in fact quite a lot of bits 
and you could get away with it because it's about someone showing you the nuts and bolts of doing a podcast. Yeah. And so, the, yeah. that, and it helps you picture everything that's going on. Yeah, and like all those conversations. Um, with his wife you can tell that he's turned the recorder on and then there's a sort of awkward silence and he goes okay and they sort of like force the wheels turning on this conversation that's Mm -hmm. reprising something they've just talked about so it felt very raw in that way even though it's packaged up super nice and like the conversations of his wife with alex and his wife nazneen they they were good because you could tell she didn't want to be doing it Right? Yeah. Like, there was just like a tone right. in her voice where she's just like, I don't want to be doing this. Right. <laughs> like th- this stuff is important, you know? And like, so it's like contrasting it to, to what we heard in beginner where it was like, this just feels like life, which it wouldn't be because there's recording equipment in front of you, you know? Yes. So it's, it's a, it's a good juxtaposition, I think of two shows in, in, in a similar vein and just the ways that they approach things. Yeah. And also, like, exactly. true podcast expert, you brought it back round to beginner as we were starting to sway into the forays of podcast land generally. So it's great to have a professional on again. <laughs> Someone's got to keep us on track. Yeah. And I think it's you this time, Mike. <laughs> Mike, let's talk about uh, a podcast you, you do like. And yeah, please introduce <laughs> your suggestion. <laughs> I've picked a show called The McElroy Brothers Will Be in Trolls 2. Uh, there have been three episodes of this show. Um, this show was created as like a spin-off to the McElroy Brothers' very, very popular show, My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is an ad- a show, an advice show. Uh, they take questions from the audience and they pick weird questions from Yahoo Answers. They call it an advice show, but really it is a, an improv comedy where the comedy is is begun with people's questions. And on one episode of the show, lovingly referred to as Mabimbam, there was a conversation in which Justin, uh, the oldest brother, made a decision that they were going to be in the sequel to the movie Trolls called Trolls 2. And the way he said, like, he had a dream about this, and it wasn't a case of the fact that they might be in the movie. It was a case of they will be in the movie, and all it was was just they needed to get to that point. So this was just, like, this tangent from the show, which eventually went into a spin-off as after a live show that they recorded of of Mabim Bam. They uh, were in Portland, and they had been given some uh, cakes laced with a uh, thing, uh, which would produce uh, varying results. So they ended up recording a podcast in their hotel room, all a little bit high, talking about the idea of being in Trolls 2. Now, I gave you guys the second episode to listen to, which is hilarious, in which the guys have a uh, phone conversation with their actual real-life agent about how he can help them get into this movie. But the whole show is presented, it is narrated by Justin, in a tongue-in-cheek way, right? So this show is being a little bit tongue-in-cheek with the style that we were talking about previously, where Mm. Justin is doing his best voice like this, which is like, (laughs) he is making fun of these types of shows but also it is necessary for him to produce the show in this way because the show is made as if the movie has already happened and they have been in it and this is the story of how they got there so there is like all this like back and forth through time which doesn't actually really exist and i chose this episode for you because their agent is hilarious and it is a good slice into the McElroy brothers and why I enjoy basically all of their work. So I'm very interested in knowing what you guys thought of this. <laughs> Freddie, go for Amazing. it. Amazing. 
Yeah, I. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> let me just ask quickly: uh, Do either of you have any listening experience of anything that the McElroys have produced? Yes. Absolutely none whatsoever. Okay, so okay, so we have a mix. All right, we okay. have a mix. Um, so yeah, I, I, I have, I have zero. I mean, I've, I've heard of um, my brother, my brother, and me before, um, and I, it's one of these things that pops up time and time again, and I hear people talking about it, and I think. I, should listen to that at some point um so this was a kind of i guess a backwards introduction to the uh to the mcelroy brothers but the the episode you you recommended mike i a hundred percent wholeheartedly agree that their agent joel is absolutely hilarious and the, the just the, the conversation that unfolds and you can tell you can hear the bits where he's he's trying to be really lovely and positive and upbeat and and then there's these tiny moments where he just cracks a little bit and he's like this is this is ridiculous um and i i love that and um i i'm glad you picked you know the, the narration as well as you said it's just um it's hilarious and i i um they did pick up on it and i i, I kind of like didn't appreciate its genius until you, you were kind of talking about it just now but i i found the entire episode really funny um and uh it, you know immediately had me kind of going back to listen to chapter one and uh yeah started listening to chapter three on the way home to this evening and uh yeah, I um I'm really intrigued to see where this goes. Yeah, I will say in by listening to chapter 2 first, you you maybe miss out on some of the context of it not having actually happened. Right, I yeah. I think they 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 really nail that down in chapter 1, which is episode 1 a lot more about the fact that like this hasn't actually happened yet yes. when they're in that life, but yet Justin is talking to you from the future. Yes. Yeah, I I I mean I I kind of knew that that with, with, they mentioned the release date, and that was kind of the first moment where I thought, oh, "Hang on a second, this actually hasn't happened yet." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, oh. And I think, <laughs> in fact, I feel like I, I feel like when you first recommended this um because we we set this up a, a little while back and I, I remember starting to listen to this and then i re-listened to this really recently but when i first started listening to this i remember going on wikipedia and searching up trolls 2 just to check the date um, <laughs> and it wasn't until uh, earlier on uh, this week when i was listening again and i got to the release date when uh, i think uh, joel mentions the release date and i thought hang on a second i see what's going on here and uh, and i love it I think it's great. I'm uh, I'm excited to see how uh, how it how it unfolds and and whether this uh, this ends up becoming a a strange reality. Yeah, if you did enjoy this, I cannot recommend enough to you that you begin listening to my brother, my brother and me. If you enjoyed this, you will really enjoy that show. Okay, I will absolutely take that recommendation, Mike. Jack, what what do you think? So, yeah, I had a bit of a experience with these these guys and that my friend recommended to me back in march uh usually when people recommend you a podcast they say like hey there's this podcast um you know this is what it's about you know check it out but he just went uh you should listen to this uh it's really funny and then just stopped dead and i was like okay interesting uh, but i kind of understand i mean mike you did quite a good job of surmising what it is but i kind of went in relatively cold other than the fact that i knew it was going to be funny and quickly realized that they're on a sort of plane of reality that i'm not uh in a way that i really uh you know i really enjoyed i mean what 
what was really interesting as well is the episode that I listened to on the back of his recommendation was the one where uh, Justin, do you say it was, originally said, we're mm-hmm. going to be in Trolls 2. Um, and that was oh, the last... So you listened to My Brother, My Brother and Me? Or is yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I should have said... So you actually randomly started with Mabim Bam at the point... Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. That was just like some like weird fever dream that he had, which then became Trolls 2. Well, yeah. the Macro Worlds were being Trolls 2. And I wasn't <laughs> sure whether it was something that had been said before that they were just picking up because, uh, I don't know, it seems that like it seems like one of those shows where a lot of things get compounded. And, you know, in perfect proof of that, when you came forward with your podcast recommendation, I didn't know that this podcast existed, but I remembered the fact that they'd been talking about this. And I was like, I can't believe this. They've made a whole podcast out of this comment this remark that was made and that told me like a lot about what these guys are about the fact that this kind of absurdity can be just compacted into the a form that actually means that there's like okay we're doing this we're starting a show um which is crazy so i listened to all three episodes so i got the one as well where they were sort of playing a bit of a thought puzzle with themselves to try and talk about this thing that had definitely happened in the future uh, and every, I liked that every time someone says, um, if we get in, and that every time, like, when we get in, we're, we're already there, we're already there, which <laughs> I you know, really enjoyed. Um, the agent one was really good as well, because I think for someone who doesn't have much experience with listening to these guys, the agent feels a bit like me, in that he's just there, he's there to do, you know, a job. Um, he's not part of their universe, but he just kind of gets inundated with their stuff and has to try and yeah. wrestle and make sense of it. And there's a point where the conversation spirals out to the point where they're asking to be on The Simpsons, and the agent's just, <laughs> like, he's been in a head spin. He doesn't know why he's got there. Um, what, I, I often feel like that I'm listening to three siblings, which obviously I am, in the sense that there's a humorous connection there, which sort of... Or maybe it's just the fact that I haven't been listening long enough. But I feel like there's a humorous connection which sort of transcends my ability to sort of be part of it. And they're losing it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, falling on the floor laughing and I'm sort of strutting around with my headphones in, sort of like, oh, what have I missed there? Yeah, the thing is they share a sense of humor. The the reason that they work is that their sense of humor is shared. And if you are on the level with them, like, you just find everything that they say funny, which is how I feel. Like, I everything that i've ever listened to that has any combination of the three of them in i find the funniest stuff i've ever heard like there is just a very specific type of humor that they have and you can either get it completely or you get it a little bit or you don't get it at all and i think all of those feelings are completely valid because it is so specific yeah mike was it one of these things where you got it from the very first episode that you listened to or was it something that kind of happened over time i listened to an episode of my brother and my brother and me a long time ago and and it never clicked mm. and then i i watch a, a lot of like video game related youtube videos and sure. a lot of the stuff that polygon w- creates and justin and griffin both work at polygon and i realized over time that more and more of the stuff that i was gravitating to was stuff that they were producing and it tends to be funny stuff irreverent stuff that they will make which is rooted in video games but really is some kind of comedic art piece um and <laughs> after i kind of came to that realization i was like well maybe i should check out my brother my brother and me again and then i did 
and then I found Trolls 2, and I will say I've recently started listening to another podcast that they produce called The Adventure Zone, which is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast, which they play with their dad, and it is, without a shadow of a doubt, the best podcast I have ever listened to. Whoa. Um, I have started listening to it three weeks ago. Uh, I'm at episode, like, 50-something, and I haven't listened to any other <laughs> podcast in three weeks. Um, wow. I'm just binging it. The episodes are, like, 60 to 90 minutes long, and it is this incredible world-building fantasy comedy thing. It's absolutely just superb. It is unbelievable so i maybe would have recommended the adventure zone to you but probably still would have stuck with trolls too just because to really appreciate the adventure zone you have to listen to a a couple you have to be willing to give it a go i mean i will say i was completely hooked after episode one but it's a story so and and as the story progresses it gets better and the production gets better but i'll just throw that in as an ancillary recommendation Nice. We're all for them. Um, I'm very excited to get into the world of the McElroy brothers now. I think you've uh, you've done a tremendous job of selling them. Um, <laughs> Good. And uh, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a, a, an interesting few weeks for me. And I can only hope that I end up binging uh, on uh, on on them to the same level that you are, Mike. That would be great. They had a TV show as well, didn't they? Um, which yeah, I've seen. A, a, it's a TV ad- adaptation of My Brother, My Brother and Me. How did that work out? Have you seen any of that? I watched all of it, <laughs> uh, and it's fantastic. It's brilliant. It's, it is like a – it works in parallel to the show. So it's like one question, and then they, they come up with wacky ways in the real world to try and answer it. Like, they will get a question, and then they go and try and get – they go and try and research things that are about the question. Like, for example, one of them was about uh, – getting a job and they recorded the show in their hometown so the way that they did it was uh i think it was griffin tried to get a job again with somebody who fired him when he was younger but the person that fired him is now his (laughs) father-in-law but this was he was fired when he was like 16 right and he so then just the ways in which he tries to get ready for the job interview and then fails at the job interview is just (laughs) it's fantastic yeah yeah i recommend it it's on like i think it's on something called CISO. um outside of uh the u.s it is available on itunes um I, i bought the whole series and it's sublime i think they have an episode on youtube as well that they just put on there for free Jack, let's hear about your recommendation. Yeah, so I've picked the Adam Buxton podcast. Um, Adam Buxton being a comedian, actor and writer, uh, used to be part of the radio duo Adam and Joe, which I've never really listened to, actually, and I think I have... There's a certain stigma attached to, like, radio duos for me, which sort of puts me off. So I put off listening to this for a long time as well. Uh, And it's also an interview podcast um, with comedians, musicians and writers. And, you know, obviously there's so many podcasts in that field. Uh, And so on the face of it, I was like, what has this got that I'm going to like? But I dived in on a recommendation uh, from a friend and I love it. It's got a certain something which I think these kind of podcasts need in order to exist and justify themselves in the sense that it's not just another podcast of, you know, two people having a chat. I think Adam seems to have like a real appreciation of sound and place, which um, as someone who writes a lot about sound art and experimental music and all of that, I really feel quite attuned to that and uh, affiliate myself with that. 
And, uh, you know, I love the fact that he does all his intros outside. Some of his podcasts are just, like, recorded ambling around and pick up the sounds of the outside. And I feel like that's a very deliberate thing. There's one with Johnny Greenwood where he's just, um, from Radiohead, he's just walking around Leon. And, uh, you know, they, they amble through different spaces and you get different soundscapes sort of surrounding the conversation. And he's also uh, clearly talented with his ditties, like he does a lot of silly songs that sort of sit at the edges and in between the interview and break it up. But also I, I think he's a really interesting interviewer. I think in the one that I recommended, which was with Louis Theroux, the uh, documentarian, um, he has like a... They've been friends since childhood, so a lot of the conversation is kind of rooted in those shared experiences, but not to the extent where you're kind of, you know, shut out on the outside. But there's a point at which they take some... They have some energy drinks like halfway through and then the conversation just descends into singing um and some really um maybe i should have warned but some pretty abrasive falsetto from louis theroux which i'm delighted to say that i've now heard but um and then just basically the last five minutes is them doing acapella beach boys and and you know i don't think i've had an energy drink that strong but um it was yeah something yeah. but uh, yeah so i love the podcast yeah, what was the song he was singing um he was doing oh, oh yes, um i like to boogie oh, i can boogie that's it yeah we that's don't we one. shouldn't do it no. i don't <laughs> think that's a good idea for us no, to start doing no it. let's let's i mean i was trying to introduce it by the artist but jack just jumped in with, I, with, well, with the lyrics note that i went an octave down as well because i respect listeners ears that's you know that's maybe something yeah. yep. that he should have thought about but, um, he also did a little bit of a uh, of a seer number <laughs> as well, which I thought was uh, <laughs> oh, God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I should uh, find out what you guys think. Um, Mike, go for it. What do you th- what, what did you think of this? I was hesitant for this because um, I am familiar with Adam Buxton. I have no problem with him, but I feel like a show like this, you kind of I feel like inherently. The reason that you would listen to it is because you have an affinity with one of the two parties in the show. Mm-hmm. Either you're mm-hmm. an Adam Buxton fan or a Louis Theroux fan. And I'm not, I don't dislike either of these people, but I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a fan of either. So, like, going into it, I'm thinking, why am I going to enjoy this, right? Like, this is a conversation between two people that I don't really know a ton about. But I think because. Th- I think you chose a great episode because they're childhood friends, so the chemistry is immediate. If he was interviewing someone in a more cold environment, I think I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it so much. Mm-hmm. But because their their chemistry is is there from the get go, it was really interesting to listen to. Like I found the conversation that they had about alcohol fascinating. But, again, it's, like, not something I would tune in for, right, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, if I saw a description, I wouldn't be like, oh, I need to listen to that one. But it was – I was found myself laughing a lot, especially at the, the music part. Um, although I will say, whilst that was hilarious, it is exactly the type of thing that you would be embarrassed to be listening to with somebody else in the house. <laughs> right. Like, you know when you're listening to something and someone walks in the room, like, what are you listening to? Like, this is one of those things? Yeah. It is. So I was very happy that I was at home listening to it. So it was interesting to me, uh, Jack, to hear the way that you, you talk about the show. It's like a, a, an interesting thing in the difference of our tastes is that I couldn't work out why he was outside for the introduction of the show. And I found it really weird. Hmm. Like, why are you walking around outside? Plus the stuff with, like, the dog 
character and the songs. <laughs> it's just not for me. Um, plus, all of his ads are at the beginning of the show as well, which I, re- I really don't like. Um, mm. I-, I prefer ads to be kind of peppered throughout the show. Um, and there were songs, he was like singing all of the ads. It's like, it. I think if you're coming to that s- without any prior knowledge, it's like a little bit like, what are you doing? Like, why <laughs> Why are you doing all of these things? Right? Like, that now, if I listen to the show, I may appreciate them more again. But like the first time, I'm like, what is going on here? It's like multiple minutes before the interview begins, yeah. which is peppered with a dog character, <laughs> some songs, um, and walking outside in the grass. But I will say, overall, I did really enjoy this show. I did. Oh, great. It's like you've had the basically the same experience that I had with um, Mabim Bam Bam. This has worked out quite well. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is happening right now? Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of that. I almost nearly missed the ads, um, and not in a way that they were just smooth and, like, I noticed them, but uh, I thought, oh, that's that's a really nice way to introduce the ads. I, I completely, I just thought he was just singing random songs again, um, which I wonder how his advertisers feel about that. But uh, to an extent, like, singing those ads in the same way that he sings his intro and his outro kind of, uh, it, it almost makes him a little bit invisible. Yeah, um, but then is... where you like, oh, God, have I just bought a website? Did he just get you by surprise and all of a sudden you were into the No, I don't think it was subliminal. I think it was just like completely, I I kind of got so, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of feel a little bit similar to Mike in in the sense that the the, the singing of the intro is a little bit too wacky for my liking. Um, So I kind of switched off as soon as I heard more singing and then all of a sudden I heard him say Squarespace and I thought, oh, hang on a second, there was something going on there (laughs) that maybe they they actually wanted me to hear. But yeah, I I really enjoyed the episode and I think, um, Mike, you've nailed it there in the sense that the reason that I was compelled to listen was because it was Louis Theroux and I'm a fan of Louis Theroux so right. I had an, a kind of a vested interest in one of the parties and, and and that that kind of spurred it on I mean I know that in the past when I've spoke to people kind of generally about podcasts people who don't uh, listen to a lot of podcasts will generally say oh I listen to um the Adam Buxton podcast or the Adam and Joe show, which I think was the one he did before. And, and in a way, that's kind of weirdly put me off because the more people that told me to listen to something yeah. in, a way, in a weird way, the more I kind of shied away from it. Um, and it felt yeah. like one of those kind of like podcast starter kit podcasts, which maybe I'm just being really snobby. Um, but I kind of was trying to find stuff further afield, I guess. But I, I did really enjoy the episode. And I think, again, you know, I think it, it is really helped by the fact that uh, Louis and, and um Adam are kind of childhood friends, so they they, they have a, a natural rapport, which which you know aids the whole thing. Um, I kind of lost it a little bit when they were talking about like school experiences and stuff that happened at school. It's a bit embarrassing. I was kind of like, okay, cool, you're having a chat, and I'm not. I don't really relate. Um, and then I was completely rewarded in the weirdest way possible by the by the singing. Um, I think that's the only way I can put it. Yeah, I. Uh... I, I love as well there's a bit where they're just talking about energy drink ingredients. And do you know what's really great is that Louis Threw, obviously, my primary experience of Louis Threw is for his documentaries where he plays mm-hmm. the, the straight man and he has to be um, quite vacant in order to almost make sure he accentuates the characters around him rather than becoming a focal point yeah. himself. And what was so great is hearing him let loose and he's clearly like a very funny guy and you realize the um there's probably a lot of 
you know, reservation to the character that he plays as part of a documentarian. Um, and that in relaxed conversation, like he's a clearly like, you know, can be anxious, um, can have a lot of regret. And there's just a lot of things that I kind of, you know, my experience of Louis Theroux, I, I just never really thought about him imbuing. But yeah, his sense of humor was just like, absolutely up my street i think with the funny silly songs and stuff um i hate silly funny music i can't stand it it's my least favorite thing for some reason i'm okay with adam buxton doing it i feel like there's this layer of awareness that he's prodding a button that is a bit garish and horrible uh but there's a slight slither of irony where i go all right, Adam, you go ahead. And I do have a little chuckle and I, you know, break all my long-held values on silly songs, which I will repeat again are horrible and should be banned. But I just love this podcast. I think as well the other episodes where he doesn't have an existing relationship with people proves that he's also very uh, astute in um, uh, finding a way in and also being conversational in a way that stimulates the other person's personality to just come out which is key to these things, right? It's like yeah. you can't have a conversational podcast where the other person's putting on their press junket hat for the entire thing for an hour. That's hard work, you know? I expect his radio training, probably, you know, his radio career has trained him for that, would be my expectation. <laughs> yeah, although I have to say I haven't listened to like loads of his stuff, but with radio, like these like long-form conversations, I think are almost a different realm to a lot of what, you engage with yeah. in radio you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah um i thought it was exquisite i will say actually i wanted to add in the way you start your podcast on really fm is is excellent you said about the front-loaded adverts um the way that cortex Thank starts you. is is bloody blissful frankly <laughs> yeah i mean peeling behind the curtain i guess but that's that's what like we would call a cold open where the show just begins mm. but many of our other shows you know there is an introduction uh but it's like 15 seconds long where we just say the name of the show the episode number we say who the sponsors are by name and then that's it um and then the show just begins and that's because of just the way the shows are produced too differently um but i yeah i i tend not to, to like it when you press play on a podcast and you're three minutes in and nothing's actually happened yet <laughs> right uh, you know i find that to to be kind of frustrating it's like you know when you want to watch a youtube video and you've got to watch a 30 second unskippable ad it's like well this isn't what i'm here for when i'm like here for a one minute video and i have to wait for 30 seconds first you know mm. I, I just don't like it I, I like to try and get to the meat of the conversation as quickly as possible or at least begin right like on what you're expecting but again it's, it's different strokes for different folks right like and and i think that's kind of the the fun thing about this show that you guys make is like this is different people and they're different types of shows and their different tastes because there are so many podcasts available in the world like you can kind of find the thing that's your thing and that's what i think makes the medium that's why i love the medium because you can find your thing but that means that lots everybody has their own specific opinions on the type of shows that they enjoy 
I couldn't couldn't agree more. I think you know, Jack and I have a sort of similar shared taste in podcasts. But I know Jack that there's been plenty you've recommended me that I've completely ignored yeah, or like to listen to one episode. And yeah, oh, all right, okay, okay, <laughs> I see how this is going. Um, but but that, yeah, you, you're right. This is this is what uh, what makes it great. Mike, we're not going to talk about your busy schedule because we've 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 already decided that that's. Uh, that's anger-inducing in some mm. in some senses, mm. but mm-hmm. when you're not binging on something by the McElroy brothers, what's your kind of like podcast listening schedule like? Because we we end up rounding off this show quite often, and accidentally we're talking about where we listen to podcasts and in what context we listen to podcasts. What 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 does that look like for you? What are, what are you often doing or not doing? Well, it's changed so significantly for me over time as I transitioned to working from home, right? Because I used to listen to podcasts on my commute every day, mm. but that isn't something that I can do anymore. Um, so instead, I tend to listen to podcasts when I'm doing... Th- if I'm out of the house, I will. Like, if I'm going somewhere, then I will. But my my general listening is at home. And it can be in a bunch of different ways. So, like, for example, there may be sometimes where I am listening to a show when I'm doing the dishes or when I'm cooking. Um, I listen to podcasts a lot if I'm playing video games. Like, especially if, like, it's a game that doesn't require audio. And or there will be times where, honestly, I just put a podcast on and listen to it. And, like, I could just be sitting at home. But it's instead of watching a movie or a TV show, like podcasts are my favorite form of entertainment. So I'll just put one on and listen. But the majority of my listening these days does happen at home, which is also why the amount of time I have to listen to podcasts has decreased uh, over the years. Yeah, of course. I'm curious as well. How has it changed? Now you're doing Relay. And I think we got a hint of it Mm -hmm. there, maybe, in the fact that, beginner, you're very aware of techniques being used how has your like actual listening changed like have you noticed something where you gravitate towards different stuff because you're on the other side of the curtain yeah i mean because a lot of the stuff that i do is technology based um i don't have a lot of personal desire to listen to an abundance of technology focused shows outside of the ones that we produce so like i listen to us obviously a selection of relay fm shows you know in regards to technology like i'll listen to the external tech podcast and the talk show like i have for years but i'm not really interested in in like myself finding a ton more shows like that just because i talk about it and think about it so much that sometimes i kind of want to escape it Mm-hmm. So I listen to shows about video games. I listen to shows that are focused on comedy stuff. Um, and this is something that really has changed for me maybe in the last six to eight months. I also listen to some stuff that's like um, focused on being a small business owner and, and things like that. It's just as my, my kind of tastes are just changing over time. And I have like a a less, just less of a desire to listen to things that are like the stuff that I make. And also I found that like it it pushes me to think about new areas that I can create in because I'm getting inspiration now from people that make things that are unlike what I do, but in the same industry. Yeah. What I find so great is the ability to just expand, contract, twist, shift what you're yes. listening to. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like it's completely it. And like right now, I'm just finding that I want to laugh more when I listen to podcasts. Yeah. But I might find soon that oh, I want to get more um, information 
you know, because I'm going on this binge right now of a comedy fantasy show. Maybe when I'm done with this, I'll probably go all the way back to information again and maybe bring a couple more tech shows into my lineup. Right? Like that is a thing that, that I notice in myself where I'm like, I look at my list and I'm like, oh, I don't want to listen to something serious today or I don't want to listen to something funny today. I want some information, you know? <laughs> yeah, something I can use. Because I find with the information yeah. stuff, I reach like a saturation point where I like mm-hmm. hit a, I, I listen to a whole two hour podcast and then I'm out the other side. I'm like, hang on, I didn't remember any of that. And that's the point at which generally I need to pivot and um, get a bit more trivial with my podcast listening and um, look for some laughs or something much easier to listen to. Perhaps, you know, a memory yeah. palace or something, you know. Uh, and again, the joy of podcasts, you can do that in a click of a button. It's a delight. Mm hmm. Well, Jack, I think you've rounded this off so well. <laughs> I should have thought I was about to start talking, but thanks for cutting in, Fred. <laughs> yeah, well, no problem at all. Um, Mike, you're a busy man, and you, you, we, you, you've got things to do. And uh, I guess, I guess, Jack and I have too. So, thank you so much. <laughs> For being it's been on a pleasure. Episode party. Um, yeah. If if people want to find you and Really FM, where where can they find you? Yeah, we produce a whole host of shows of varying things, uh, mostly focused around technology, but not completely. Uh, at Relay.fm, that's R E L A Y dot F M. Um, if you want to find me, I am on Twitter. Um, I am at iMike. I M Y K E. Um, I don't really have a good place to say go and listen to my shows, but if you go to Relay FM, my name's all over the website. You can click my name, and, and uh, you can see the shows that I produce. Perfect. Thank you so much. We are at episode underscore party on Twitter, and you can find all of our other shows, um, all of our other episodes at uh, www.episode.party. Thanks very much. Goodbye.